Now, on this Invest Talk podcast, Steve Peasley listens to your questions. Victoria in Berkeley. Hi, Victoria. Hi, Steve. I love the show. Thanks for taking my call. Um, I have a, co- a question about two stocks that I'm considering buying. One is AutoZone, A-Z-O. I know you covered them a little while back. And provides unbiased answers. They're kind of at the height of their range, and the stock is still performing very well. Did you already buy it or do you want to buy it? Invest Talk. Over 38 million downloads and counting. Across America and around the world, your participation makes it unique. 888-99-CHART. This podcast is produced by KPP Financial. Steve Peasley, President. KPP Financial. Independent thinking shared success and now today's podcast good afternoon everybody and welcome to invest talk it is tuesday tuesday i can't believe that we're already in the 8th of february but yeah i gotta get used to how fast the time goes by i'm steve peasley and i'm happy to have you with me today answer your financial investment questions on the radio program podcast we've always told you the the market can be volatile and unpredictable. And we've been warning you that it was going to be more so, and we obviously see that. So you've been witnessing the circumstances being played out. And they probably will continue, uh, but no one can really tell you how deep the market's going to correct. I don't think we're in for a bear market, but you know these things happen, and you have to just be aware. Volatility can present opportunities as well as be painful, everybody, because volatility means up and down. So if you if you are ready to act, you can take advantage of opportunities. So you'll want, of course, accurate, you know, performance analysis, and we'll do that. And strategies will provide that. I'm going to help you do that on this radio show and podcast. But of course, if you want answers specifically directed to your situation, you got to call. You got to call me. I really do enjoy answering questions. So does Justin. We like doing it. This is something we've been doing for quite some time, and I'm meeting well over two decades. Uh, So we must like it because we've been continuing to do it for that long. Of course, that's how long I've been doing it. Justin has been is not old enough to be doing it that long, but uh, he's been doing it for a number of years as well. So on today's podcast and broadcast, we operate with the same mission statement, independent thinking, shared success. And, of course, we this is what we guarantee you. We will be honest with our answers. We will be forthright. We will be open. You know, we're not going to try to sugarcoat anything. Um, and we'll tell you if we don't know. Something that you ask, oh, I have to, I, there's things I don't know, trust me. A lot of things I don't know. So we'll provide you with all the educational segments uh, that we know that are true when they, you ask those types of questions. If you asked about a stock, we'll provide the information that we have at our fingertips on various pieces of software we use. So I encourage you to give me a call. Contact me. We're live right now. You get to drive the show in any direction you want. As long as it's financial, we'll go there. We're live from every day, Monday through Friday, 4 to 5 Pacific time. And you can leave your questions anytime. Right now we're live, but you can leave them on the voice bank after those hours or before those hours. 
Either way, the number never changes, 888-99-CHART. So let's get right to the first listener question. Oh, okay, let's go right to a first live caller, Victoria in Berkeley. Hi, Victoria. Hi, Steve. I love the show. Thanks for taking my call. Thank you. Um, I had a, co- a question about two stocks that I'm considering buying. One is AutoZone, A-Z-O. I know you covered them a little while back. And the other is Zoom Info, ticker Z-I. Okay. Let's take a look at AutoZone. Operates 6,051 retail auto parts store in the United States, Mexico, Puerto Rico, Brazil, offering automotive parts. And they're pretty big. There's several of them around me. They're going to make $106.71 a share this year. Next year, $117.80. That's a 15% increase this year, a 10% increase next year. And they're growing sales uh, 16% in the most recent quarter. Before that was 8, before that was 31, before that was 16. A very strong company. Very strong and durable company. Uh, management on 3% which is pretty good for a company that's $42 billion in size. Um, let's see. They don't pay a dividend. Really strong cash flow, $119, but it is a $2,017 stock. I mean, it's not, you know, it's got, it's a 20 plus PE. Well, a little less, maybe 19 and a half PE. Um, believe it or not, that's below the S&P average, S&P 500 average. It's, that's about 21. So um, they're kind of at the height of their range, and the stock is still performing very well. So, man, it, it, did you already buy it, or do you want to buy it? I want to buy it. Yeah, I'd probably wait for a pretty decent pullback before that. Um, because, it, you know, ever since the beginning of the year, it's been kind of choppy. It got down to... Um, $1,876. I think I'd be much more comfortable if it pulls back about to eighteen to $1,850. I think that's where long, strong support is. I think I'd be waiting on that. That's what I would do. AZO, everybody. That's AutoZone. Appreciate the call. Thank you very much. I can't get to the second question, but we'll try to do it later. My focus point today is based on the story behind this question. What do rising interest rates mean to dividend stocks? That's what we're going to talk about, one of our main talking points. Um, I also have, uh, I want to talk about the IRS using uh, facial recognition plans. Do you realize they backed off of that? Hmm. I want to talk about inflationary risks that are being ignored. Also, um, the tension rising in Eastern Europe. What is that? What is, what is the reaction? Remember, there's Russia and EU, and remember, Russia supplies a lot of, lots of natural, liquid natural gas. I mean, not liquid, natural gas to Europe through pipelines, and Russia has been squeezing them, apparently. They won't admit it, but that's what's happening. They're not, Europe is not getting what they need. What's our reaction to that? And uh, U.S. seizes $3.6 billion stolen Bitcoin. Yeah, see if we can get to that, too. Those are things I want to talk about. Uh, the market today, well, it's up nicely. The Dow is up 372, the Nasdaq up 179, and the S&P up 38. So 
you know, we were speculating we might short-term be done with our correction. That's possible. But I don't know if that's the end of, you know, I think, as I said, we're going to have a volatile year. So I think we're just going to have to get used to it. And I think we're going to see maybe a run-up, make up some of those uh, some of those uh, losses so far this year. The Nasdaq corrected about 10%. The S&P and Dow, 3 to 6%, somewhere in that range. So that's really not that deep of a correction. But the volatility is pretty strong. We're just, I don't think anybody's used to that kind of volatility. Um, but that's okay. We all have to get used to it. Volatility is not a bad thing. It's not good, no, neither bad. It's, it just exists. And it could be up volatility or down volatility, or it could be both. And we're seeing both. And mostly on mostly on down leaning at this stage. Okay? And as we told you, we expect that. Earnings are doing pretty well. The earnings reports, earnings from the most recent uh, end of the year quarter, pretty well. Now, you know, the earnings season will be coming to an end shortly or is really close to the end. But but they've been pretty uh, pretty solid. My trivia question today concerns tax bill gotchas. Okay, realities you should be aware of. And the trivia is coming up at the halfway mark of the show, of the program and podcast. Okay, we are uh, we're moving into a quick break, but I'm here and ready to answer any of your investment financial questions. And this is Invest Talk 888 chart. What is a charitable remainder trust, a CRT? What are the biggest downsides or drawbacks to a CRT? Learn the answers to these questions and many more in a special interview this Thursday, February 10th on Invest Talk. And now the phone lines are open. Justin and Steve welcome your calls. Invest Talk, 888 99Chart. Hi, Steve or Justin. This is Jeff uh, giving you a call in from Dallas. I'm just sort of thinking about my strategy uh, for the upcoming you know, foreseeable future for the next year or so, uh, especially with sort of the rotation going on. I want to get your guys' thoughts on you know, what potential sectors uh, we should be targeting that typically perform well with uh, interest rates rising, um, as well as you know, sort of that shift out of the technology space. I'm particularly invested in most of ETFs, so anything general uh, pointing in the right direction would be great. Appreciate what you guys do. Uh, look forward to hearing the answer. Well, we've been talking about that ever since the end of last year, what we think sectors would work in the environment we were moving into, and we still think that's the same thing. Big blue chip type stocks playing dividends will help, but we also think commodity stocks still will be uh, strong. Uh, uh, industrials, industrials would be good, uh, but not small growth companies, not not tech companies. Uh, you know, dr- certain drug companies that valuations are good, but paying dividends would would work. And you're seeing that they are working. Um, so those are the things that the sectors that we would probably recommend uh focus on solid long-term dividend payers which tends to be the bigger blue chip type stocks okay don't focus on the the uh 
percentage of the dividend because don't look for those 10, 12% dividends. Those, those are not sustainable. Look for the long-term, steady, uh, growing dividend-paying stocks. Now, they don't, I'm not talking about growth stocks. Dividends that are constantly, have constantly over the years been increasing. Uh, money market, even with the Fed raising the rates, is still not going to be paying much money. Money is money. Cash is just not going to earn it, especially with the inflation. Now, as we have said, we think uh, we've said back, oh, in January that we think inflation is peaking, that we're seeing the peaks, you know, at the, then the, for the peak in this quarter, and they'll start to back off a little bit next quarter, the quarter after that. Okay, so. Inflation will back off. It's it's just strong right now, and probably the next inflation news will probably not be good either. But we still think it's going to start backing off, not drop significantly, just go down, okay, and then level off three, four percent, maybe four and a half percent, and then maybe it falls further than that. It's possible, but but I don't think it'll keep. My focus point today is based on the story behind the question, what do raising interest rates mean for dividend stocks? Is that going to hurt them? Now, the market's probably pricing in about three rate hikes. That means 0.75% on the federal funds rate. Remember, the federal funds rate is the rate that the Federal Reserve charges banks for borrowing money from the Federal Reserve. They borrow money from the Federal Reserve and lend it out, you and me and businesses. Okay, so that's so the the days of zero percent interest rate, which while still here, are going to be able to be gone by next month. Get the first rate increase, 025 percent, probably next month in March. That's what we're suspecting, and we'll probably get at least two more. It's possible to get three more. Uh, and it's possible to only get one more, but I think three is the most likely, and the and I think three is what's being built into the market or already have been built into. The okay, so just just understand that that's how you know the the interest rates were falling have been falling for thirty plus years, thirty five, maybe even longer, years, and you know all the way down to zero, right for a fence fund rate, and. Um, so it's just probably, you know, it's obviously that the end of that kind of fall is over. Does that mean they're going to go back up for 30 plus years? No, not at all. But it does mean that the fall, I mean, the, the, the falling interest rate environment is no longer with us. Okay, we're sliding to another break. I'm happy to be here and answer any of your questions. Uh, so please ask them. This is the Mess Talk 888 chart. This is Invest Talk, and it sure seems like the new year is moving fast. Soon, we'll be halfway through the first quarter. Justin Klein and Steve Peasley are ready to answer your finance and investment questions. Call Invest Talk, 888-99-CHART. Why don't we go to Craig? He wants to talk about dividends. Hi, Craig. Hi, uh, yeah, I want, uh, I remember you mentioned once that you do one or the other, reinvest or, or take the money and reallocate it. Could you tell us which and what the advantages are? 
Well, uh, reinvesting the dividends into the stock that you're buying, the advantage is you're getting more and more shares of that same company. And if that company is paying an increase in its dividends, you'll get more and more dividends as the future goes on. So it, it, that's the advantage. Uh, the advantage of not reinvesting dividends, just take the cash and go reallocate to them somewhere else, is you get to keep diversifying your portfolio if you have, and you don't overweight in any one or two stocks. So the da- danger is you can get overweighted in a stock that pays dividends. Over time, you can get overweighted in that stock and it may not be what you want. So it's a tough decision, uh, but for me, it's always been, well, I probably want to take the cash and I'll reallocate them into another stock. Appreciate the okay, call. Thanks. thanks, Greg. Thank you. Okay, when people take the time to leave an Invest Talk podcast review on iTunes, we like to thank them for their courtesy by getting uh, their question quickly, getting to it quickly. This is Nomad's. Uh, I'm invested in, in five mutual funds and ETFs, about to buy my first stock, and I'm looking at Rent the Runway, R-E-N-T, and Plans and, and Plains GP Holdings, P-A-G-P, P-A-G-P, both are recommended buys by a number of services with travel and leisure coming uh, this summer. Are these clothing and oil-based stocks worthy of buys? Now, I can only answer one question, uh, so I'm going to pull up rent and take a look at it. I looked at it a little early. It's it's a fairly new company. This is the, what makes me nervous about this, and they don't make money. I don't like anybody buying money, buying stocks that don't make money. This is an online e-commerce website that allows women to rent designer apparel and accessories. So do you think that's a good business model. Sales in the last quarter were 66%. Quarter before that was 62%. Before that, the four quarters before that it was it shrank 45, 50, 45, 54. And so, you know, right now it's a $59 million uh, uh, sale quarter, the most recent quarter. And the market cap is $364 million. It's a very small company, very new company, going to lose $4.21 next year. I wouldn't buy that. I would not. So I'll take a quick look at the other one, uh, P-A-G-P, and give you an answer on that one. Okay, this is a own 79% limited partnership. So you're going to get a 1099 pay taxes on any dividend they pay. Um uh, in a uh, uh, owes thirty seventy nine percent interest interest in Plains AAP Limited Partner and owns thirty one percent general partner interest in another partnership. So that's how they make money. They own so it's a dividend play, right? Pays five point eight percent. They're gonna make four. They made fourteen cents last year, a dollar eighteen next year, but the year before they lost three dollars a share. They're very volatile earnings, very volatile sales. And uh, this is the kind of stock that you, know, you don't rely on the dividend yield. You don't. They have huge debt. I don't like, I, I personally, I don't like either one of these stocks. I would not buy either one. Let's go to Richard in Linwood. How you doing, Richard? Hey, how you doing, Steve? Good. Thanks for the call. Thank you for taking it. Um, so I had a, a question. Uh, I recently changed jobs, uh, and I have a, uh, I still have a 401 K at my previous job uh-huh. uh, that's being managed by the company. Uh, my question was, 
do I should I roll it over to my personal uh, Roth IRA, which uh, I created with uh, um, uh, Fidelity, or should I roll it over to my new 403 uh, that I currently am going to obtain at my new job? Okay. Okay, if you have an old 401k, it's a 401k, right? Yes, and so it's a, it's a 401k, but it's a Roth. Oh, it's a Roth 401k. Okay, good. I yeah. was going to say, if it's a regular 401k, you don't want to roll that into a Roth IRA. But if it's a, a Roth 401k, I would prefer that you roll it into the Roth IRA. But you can roll it into your company's new, is they offering a Roth for, did you say 457? Four. 403. So it's 403. Uh, Roth 403. So I have actually both options. I have, uh, which yes. I'm going to do a uh, certain percentage okay. on the 403 Roth and the certain percentage on the regular 403. Okay. So they're both Roth. Everything's Roth. So that's good. So now it's a question. What's better, into a personal four, uh, Roth or into your new 403 Roth? My personal belief is you do it into your personal 403 uh, Roth uh, IRA. You roll that over into your personal Roth IRA. Why? Because you have unlimited choices of what you want to, you can invest in. Where if you roll it into the company's, your new company's uh, uh, Roth uh, retirement account, they're going to have to limit you to mutual funds that they, they give you a list of. And i like to have like you to have the freedom to choose. Okay? Thanks for the question. I appreciate it. Inflation is still rising and climbing. Prices may also affect your tax bill. The IRS boosted federal income tax brackets for 2022, standard deductions and more, but other provisions remain unchanged, leading to higher levies over time. So, as we go to a break, here's a trivia question. Can you name glaring examples of how the limit cap exclusions for capital gains have not kept up with inflation? After break, I'll supply the answer, but for now, my phone lines are open. I encourage you to give me a call, 888-99-CHART. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It is official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Let's say you've been thinking about learning a new language. Okay, why? I mean, how would it come in handy? And where would you want to use it? Could it be that you have an upcoming international trip? Or maybe you want to connect with family members or friends from a different culture? I think you should know about Rosetta Stone. With millions of users, it's been the world's most trusted language learning program for 30 years. 
Rosetta Stone is available on your desktop or as an app with Audio Companion and the ability to download lessons offline. Rosetta Stone truly immerses you in the language you want to learn. It has a built-in, patented speech recognition engine called True Accent. So as you practice speaking, you'll get feedback on how well you pronounce words. With Rosetta Stone, you pick up a language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences. It's an intuitive process designed for long-term retention. You really learn to speak, listen, and think in your new language. Rosetta Stone is an amazing value, so your special skill set is within easy reach. You know you want to do this, so don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, InvestTalk listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com today. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off now at rosettastone.com today. You are listening to Invest Talk. Every Friday on the program and the podcast, Steve Peasley shares highlights from the newest edition of the KPP Premium Newsletter. Listen Fridays to Invest Talk. And now, Steve and Justin welcome your calls and questions. 888 99Chart. 888 99Chart. Welcome back, everybody. I asked a, a trivia question before the break. Can you name a glaring example of how the limit cap exclusions for capital gains have not kept up with inflation? Think about it. Remember, inflation is 7% year over year. So the Consumer Price Index, CPI, a key measure of inflation, rose 7% in December. Okay, and that is the highest it's been since 1982. While the IRS, remember 1982, the IRS boosted federal income tax brackets in 2022. Standard deductions and more other provisions remain unchanged. So they might raise the brackets, but other provisions they did not change. For example, a couple who files together or are selling their primary home exclude, uh, have an exclusion of 500000 of profit of capital gains when they sell their home. And if you're single, it's only 250000 which doesn't make a lot of sense to me because the house value is the house value, but that's beside the point. Okay, do you think about that? Do you know when that was put in, those limits? 1997. So in 1997, those were super high uh, you know, limits. So in other words, you didn't have to pay capital gains and sell in your house, and you probably never had that much capital gains because 1997 – Prices of the houses were much less. So even though the houses have doubled, they've more than doubled on average, a median house doubled in the last 20 years. So it's kind of fool. Why didn't they try, why didn't they index it to uh, inflation? Keep up. How about this one? The ta- threshold on taxes and social security benefits have also stayed the same for decades. Currently, up to 85% may be taxable if adjusted gross income. Your, you know, it doesn't change from 34,000 for single filers and 44,000. That hasn't changed. So, 
you know, that's not indexed inflation. It has been. The decades it's been staying the same while inflation is eating. Now, it didn't matter too much when inflation was super low, but now that it's super high, yeah, it matters a lot. Now you know why Justin and I keep saying you've got to plan for your future and plan on yourself, not the government. Not the government. Plan for yourself. Let's go to Richard in the Bay Area. How you doing, Richard? Uh, hi, Steve. Thank you. Welcome back. Um, Thank you. I have a question about uh, ADM, um, uh-huh. uh, Arthur Daniel Medland. Yes, sir. I bought it um, during the COVID um, crash and uh, done you. very well. Yeah. Uh, I'm wondering if it's a good time to sell. I was hoping to raise cash um, so that if there is like a bigger down in the um in the growth uh, sector, I could um, buy it Okay. in the future, like six months from now, yeah. Okay. Uh, timing the market is very, very difficult. So just realize you make, that would make a very difficult decision for you. Uh, Archer Daniels Midland processes and markets agriculture commodities and process oil seed for food and, and feed industries. And this, type of, this is the type of uh, commodity stock we've been – pushing commodities for some time now and this is one of the ones that did very very well i mean at the bottom when you you know this thing got down to around 30 dollars, and now here it is 76 dollars 69 cents so you've done very well this is what we uh, we probably suggest this is what i would suggest is i wouldn't get out but i might cut it back okay maybe cut it in half even and then have that, uh, but you do, no one knows where the run is going to end, and it still looks strong on a chart. Okay, I, so I'd probably, and you know, sales growth is twenty eight percent last quarter, thirty four percent a quarter before that, forty one percent before that. So it's still pretty strong, even though it's not a growth tech, quote unquote, growth stock. Now, so I would probably hold on to it, but cut back. I think that's a, the smartest thing because no one really knows when it will stop run. Richard, thanks for the call. Appreciate it. 888-99-CHART, 888-992-4278. Inflation, I've been talking about inflation for a while, right? But there's some people are kind of ignoring, the investors are kind of ignoring some of the inflationary pressures that we see. Oil, for instance, is going to go to $100 a barrel. But the market's not paying much attention to that. Or the Ukraine crisis with Russia thinking about invading, no one's really paying too much. I don't think the market is paying too much attention. Oil, OPEC can't, they're at capacity. They're not going to be able to pump more oil. And here we are at $100 a barrel. How far is it going to go? Justin and I have a bet. I don't think it's going to go to $200 a barrel, but he does. Now, he thinks it's going to take several years to get there. And I'm thinking, you know, when it gets over $100 a barrel, I've already saw rig counts here by Chevron and Nexon go up just in recent weeks. So I think that I, I think that, that what will happen is, you know, when it gets up to $100 and plus a barrel, there's going to be a lot of scrambling around to find more oil because it's so profitable. So, but no, the market really hasn't, Oil stocks have gone up, but the market really hasn't priced that stuff in, I don't think. It has priced in, it's focused on the Fed, what the Fed is doing. 
Well, even if they raise it three times to 0.75%, not even 1% on the Fed's fund rate, that's really not much. Really. Over any historical terms, once once it's built in and everybody knows, eh, it's not that big of a deal. Goes to 1%. It's really not that big of a deal to the market long term. Not, not a big deal. Anyways, it's just a big deal now because it's change in direction. And that is a big deal, the change in direction. So uh, February is well underway, everybody. So the new year is moving along pretty fast. Are you keeping up? We've actually done knock on wood. They've done fairly well in this pretty volatile down market we've, correction we've been having. Uh, so I always like to take a little time out to talk about KPP Financial and the benefits that Justin Klein can offer you. Justin Klein and I can offer you. I appreciate that. We're in Orange County, California, Irvine, Irvine, the city of Irvine, um, which is in between L.A. and San Diego counties. Uh, um, we practice something we call parallel investing, meaning we buy and sell the same things for ourselves. We do for our clients. Same price, same percentage, so our performances are the same. Uh, we provide unbiased guidance. We have a number of strategies to help from very aggressive to not aggressive at all very low aggressive to very high aggressiveness. Uh, and, you know, we try to gear that towards you. What's your personal risk tolerance? And so we are, we're, if you speak with us for 10 minutes, you'll know that we're not a pushy type firm. We don't try to talk you into anything. That's not our style. Just not. And never has been, never will be. Uh, but we will help you. And even if you don't become a client, we'll still help you. We like helping people. We want to help you. So let, it, let us help you. You don't have to become a client. We still try to do our best to help you. Okay, next up, we will get back to the Invest Talk Voice Bank. Remember, the phone lines are always the same, they never close. 888 99 Chart. Should you have a trust? And if so, what type of trust? On Thursday's Invest Talk program and podcast, Justin Klein will play an interview he recorded with two trust experts. They have more than 30 years of experience in advising high net worth clients regarding complex trust and estate planning issues, as well as business, real estate, and charitable planning. What is a charitable remainder trust, a CRT? What are the biggest downsides or drawbacks to a CRT? Learn the answers to these questions and many more in a special interview this Thursday, February 10th on Invest Talk. And now, the phone lines are open. Justin and Steve welcome your calls. Invest Talk, 888-99-CHART. Hey, Steve and Justin, a long-time listener here. I had a question about funds for, like, children. Uh, we're expecting a baby, and I was thinking that I should start saving up for the baby for when he goes to college. So I'm trying to understand what are my options, what would be the best and effective way to do this thing. I live in Virginia because I believe the state matters, and and based on that, I guess the funds are available to me according to that. And if I may, I just wanted your thoughts on Alibaba as an investment and Chinese sector as a whole. Thank you. Well, I'm pretty... uh... Pretty nervous about investing in Chinese stocks. I'd be very careful, especially the smaller guys. Alibaba's not small. It's huge. But the smaller Chinese stocks, i I probably steer you away from completely. Uh, Alibaba, which is, of course, a Chinese stock, 
provides global online and mobile retail marketplace via tobio.com and tmall.com and other sites. So it's the Amazon of, um, of China. And I think it's come off it's come off enough from its high of over three hundred dollars down to one hundred and twenty one and it looks like it's trying to find support right in this area. So I kind of like it between one hundred and ten and one hundred and twenty dollars a share and it's at one twenty one i I think that's where support is, and that the stock is still sales is growing thirty six percent in the most recent quarters forty six before that seventy seven before that so still have a high growth coming out of this thing and it does it's going to earn nine dollars and twenty four cents at a hundred and twenty one dollar stock so it's about thirteen p e and the low of the five year range is twelve to forty two I kind of like it in this area if you want to take a shot and just remember this the political risk that is the most dangerous thing here. You know, but, you know, I do think it's at a pretty good base value paces. And this is a growth stock, which, you know, they still could get hit. Growth stock still, you know, I don't know if we're done, but it is at a good price point. Let's go to Jordan and Pico Rivera. How you doing, Jordan? Hi, Steve. How are you? Thanks for taking my call and welcome Thank back. Thank you. Steve, I have a quick question uh, regarding uh, Big Five last few quarters at least, they've offered this uh, special one-time dollar uh, uh, dividend, and it's just about time they might do it again. And every time they do that, the shorts start covering and the price jumps to 30s and 40s. Is that something that is on your radar? What do you think about the stock in general? Uh, okay, this is Big Five Sporting Corp, everybody. BGFV. BGF. B. Operates 430 uh, athletic apparel and outdoor equipment stores in, in 11 states. Uh, they're all here on the west, from what I see. They make they, they made four, the estimate for 2021, we haven't got that in their, in their last quarter yet, is $4.52. And next year, it's going to be $3.24. So the big jump because of uh, coming out of COVID uh, is in. Because they started at in 2020, it was $2.33. So uh, the big jump is in. Now, $3.24 at a $19 stock is very reasonable, very cheap. Okay? And that's why uh, Jordan it, the very well, very easily could make another big dividend payout. Their yield right now is 5.2%. They have the money to do it if they want to do it. They have the dividend, the cash, the earnings per share to do it, to give another huge dividend. Now, the biggest downfall or biggest negative I see is their sales are going to shrink 5%. They, their sales you know, are going to shrink this year a little bit. And that's going to make, you know, it makes it for a difficult someone wanting to buy. It got as high as 40 plus dollars a share. Now it's at 19. So, so you know. It's at a bargain. I, I I think that's a reasonable risk to take. Thanks for the call, Jordan. Let's go to Furish in Fremont. Furish, well, how you doing? Good, how are you? I'm good. Thanks for the call. Sure. I have a quick question for you. So I'm looking for a good entry point for uh, PYPL, PayPal. Yes. 
Okay, PayPal has been falling pretty strongly. It got up to $310 back in, uh, uh, what, 2000 and a couple, three years ago. Yeah, uh-huh. I'm, I'm just looking at the chart. And now it's at 120 So that's really been a long, drawn-out fall for them. Uh, it's a very good company, though. Uh, it just got way overpriced. Uh, PayPal provides digital and mobile payments on behalf of consumers and merchants worldwide. Uh, it's going to make $4.68 this year. It made $4.60 last year, 2021. Next year, it's scheduled to make $5.83. So that's a 20 what, 20, uh, you know, 20 PE. So that's pretty reasonable, I think. Uh, 21. Uh, and it's high, it's never been low, but 25. Return equity is very good at 26%. Cash flow is very strong. Uh, debt's not, there's not that much debt. Management owns 1%. Mutual funds have been slowly buying over the last year. So you want an entry point? Is that what you're looking for? Um, yes. Okay. Look at look at a chart. It hasn't stopped falling yet. I need you want what you want to look for is for it to go sideways or up for a week or two, and that would be a better place to buy it. But it's, right now, it's still falling. So it's hard to give you an entry point while it's falling. Okay. Thanks for your call. Appreciate your call. On the next Invest South, the story behind the headlines. The U.S. trade deficit reached a record level in 2021. Justin will look into this story tomorrow. For now, I'm Steve Peasley. I'm ready to take your questions live, 888-99-CHART. This is Invest Talk. Is your portfolio balanced? Is it optimized? Is it delivering the types of gains you want and need to achieve financial freedom? Well, turn up the volume because there are many questions that deserve unbiased answers. And Steve Peasley is here now, ready to take your calls live. 888-99-CHART. Hi, Steve and Dustin. I have a question about QYLB. I got into investing and just to motivate myself. I bought this because they pay out dividends every month. I'm wondering if it's a good um, ETF to hold forever and what's going to happen to it, you know, in a bearish market if it goes down since it's a cover call ETF. Thanks. Okay. Sings traded uh, funds seeking the results of corresponding to the uh, CB, uh, o- CBOE. NASDAQ 100 buy right index. Okay, so it's a, and it's it's really designed to pay dividends. And the yield right now is 11%, but I don't think you should rely on the yield because they probably can't maintain that high of a yield. The symbol is QYLD, Global X NASDAQ 100 buy right index. So, and, and it's a, you know, it's a, it's a, it's an option, covered call option type of play, apparently. And it depends on how good they are. But it's going to be, uh, it, it, I just don't think you can maintain that 11%. That's not going to be, that's not reasonable. And of course, it, you know, the value of it is not going to go up. It don't expect, it probably will ease back down more. The highest it's ever been is around 25 or so. 
The lowest it's been is around 17 during the COVID bottom. Uh, and it's now at $20.83. I don't know of what rising interest rates might do to it. I'm not sure. I'd have to get into the details of how it's structured. I don't have it here in front of me. Thanks for the call, though. I appreciate it. Okay. Um, as tension rises in the uh, Eastern Europe, okay, as the tension rises, Russia, uh, Ukraine, that kind of tension. Um, and Russia, as you know, is the largest gas producer and supplier to the EU, Russia. And they've been squeezing that supply. They say they're not, of course. They, you know, you, do you believe them? Anybody who these days believes anything coming out of Russia's mouths, you got to be as dumb as a rock. They're not going to tell you what they're doing. They're not going to be honest. They're just not. They have never been, so why should they start now? So anyways, there's been a deal between the EU and the U.S. where the U.S. is pledging liquefied natural gas supplies to the EU. And that's in... And to help offset the supply from Russia. Now, I think the EU, and I've said it way back when, when I were reading about all these pipelines being laid across Europe to get natural gas from Russia and these long-term contracts, that EU is foolish to rely on these on the natural gas. Forty percent of the of of EU supply comes from Russia to heat their houses, to use in their businesses. I mean, come on, you can't be that dumb to say, uh, well, they'll, they'll just, they'll, you know, they'll, this is a good way for them to make money and they'll just supply. You can't be that dumb not to know that they would use that as a political weapon at some point. And so now they have interest in taking over the Ukraine and they're going to say, hey, you know, we control your heating this winter, heating and Oil, uh, natural gas coming from Russia. So if we want to, you know, invade Ukraine, it wouldn't be smart, would it, if I, we cut off your gas? I mean, you give them that kind of weapon against you, the EU I'm talking about. And you got to be dumb as a rock. You just, it's just dumb. And they did it because it was cheap and it was easy. You know, they, they thought it was a no-brainer. Well... At the time, and I mentioned on the radio at the time, that I don't think this is a very good idea. And now it's coming back to bite them. Okay, I'm Steve Peasley. I guess that's it for the day, everybody. I'm Steve Peasley, and it completes another Invest Our program. Dustin Klein, I thank you for listening. And we encourage you to tell your friends and family members about our free podcast, downloads, live radio show. It comes 4 to 5 Pacific Time, Monday through Friday. You can listen to it online live if you want to. We have 38.5 million downloads. Appreciate that, everybody. Thank you very much. So get your time, get your download anytime you want from Google Play, Spotify, iTunes. And please, if you do from get it down from iTunes, please give us a rating. Rate us. Tell us how good, bad, or different you like our show. See, I'm positive you'll like it, so I'm not, that's why I'm saying it. <laughs> Your positive rating sure helps, that's for sure. Thank you very much, everybody, for listening to us. Independent thing is shared success. This is a best off. Good night. Because of the nature of the interactive dialogue inherent in the format of this program, it's important for the listener to understand that not all comments made will apply to them specifically. 
Nothing said shall be taken to be investment advice or shall statements on this program be considered an offer to buy or sell securities. Such advice is rendered solely on an individual basis and at times will require that the investor review a prospectus before investing. InvestTalk is a copyrighted program of Klein Pavlis Peasley Financial, a registered investment advisor, which retains all rights. For more information regarding KPP's investment advisors, call 1-800-557-5461. Steve Peasley is president and Justin Klein chief executive officer of Klein Pavlis Peasley Financial. And they thank you for listening and welcome your comments or questions on our 24-hour listening line at 888-99-CHART. 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 